trouble if you left me now Cause I don't know where to look for love I just don't know how Oh girl How I depend on you To give me love when I need it Right on time you would always be All my friends call me a fool They say let the woman take care of you so I <laughs> oh, man. I was I was trying to think. I don't think there's a good stopping part. No, it's try to be hip and think like the crowd. Oh, but even the crowd can't help me now. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> How I depend on you. Praise the Lord, niggas. <laughs> what a disaster! I welcome well, it. Yes, indeed. Welcome back to Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. I'm Kia. I'm Jade, and this is the Blackest uh, podcast right now because Kia is currently taking out her braids. <laughs> That's right. That's what I'm doing. She is taking them out, and I am so proud to be a black girl in this very moment. I feel like, you know, I've got to do what I've got to do when I can do it. That's it. And, I mean, I could be sitting here. I mean, multitasking is just my love language. We love a multitasker. It is who I am. I just have have to do it, so. It's in our DNA. How you feeling? How was the Ash Conference? Tell us about the 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 thing you was talking about. <laughs> the Ash Conference was was uh, was busy, but really good. Shout out to everyone who I got an opportunity to meet and talk to and kick it with. Thanks for everyone who came up and said they listened to the show. All of my friends and colleagues always wow. so supportive the retaining each other session was amazing yes um it was really just so so good shout out to everyone who jumped on ig live and shout out to shardana um you know one of my little sister colleagues at mississippi state university who went on live for me um yes during during the the panel it was really just like a highlight of the conference for me and for others as as folks have been kind of hitting me up um since it since the panel happened on Friday, it was really dope and just awesome to, to talk about and kind of call out the ways in which the academy has just not been uh, a safe place for a lot of us and and mm. what we're actively doing to change that. Um, so yeah, it's it's been it's been cool and I'm just really really grateful. Like Ash was really busy for me, um, but I'm grateful for every opportunity to kind of share. Um, and grow as like a as like a researcher and a thinker and someone who talks about what they learn through their research. So, I mean, I'm tired, but it was a great experience. So, you better make safe spaces. Oh my goodness, we we stand. Do don't stand. It's we stand. Really, we actually do. Either. Can't stop but, me. <laughs> but yes, thanks thanks for thanks for asking. I mean, it's just kind of like grind season. Um, we're work, working super hard, but, but did y'all see Kia out here serving looks? Well, you know, so shout out to Felicia who, 
said that the Ash Conference, and I don't remember who the young lady was, but there were several people who were participating in the in the hashtag uh, Portland Fashion Week because that's where Ash was in Portland. Yes. And um, Felicia said that she likes to think of the Ash Conference as the Met Gala of higher education. Yes, it is. So, so I so, saw you in a pattern of top and bottom. I just I just try to you know present my looks because we enjoy the looks, and I mean I'm just out here trying to buck up against any like all the norms that say that you can't be both fashion forward mm. and and uh, you know about your business because people think that you have to be one or the other but I, I I like to believe that you can always be every aspect of yourself in every space and you know we like to look nice and put on our clothes and That's I think it. I feel like I'm smarter when I look amazing so you know because you feel good you feel more empowered to speak because you yeah, like how I'm, you look so I mean shout out to I mean it was just kind of like I when I when I know I have to get up and present and talk to people Mm-hmm. I want to have my things together, so I've been putting together some some looks, and things came together uh, pretty well this year. So I'm 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 glad about it. It's all in you, sis. It is all no in way. you. It is, and we're we no are way. we are happy to hear that everything went well. I was very excited for your panel. Um, I knew the gist of what you were talking about, but I <laughs> literally had no clue what to call it. So, <laughs> but I'm glad good. that it went well and it's an important, you're doing important work. Like we really continue to say to. that because it's true. I'm really trying to, that's really what I aspire to do. And I'm learning and growing and trying to find ways to give myself grace. Um, even though, you know, that's something that doesn't come naturally to me, but that's all right. I'm working on it and you know it was really good shout out to I know um, my colleague Leslie Gonzalez was the program chair under the president Chris Rand they worked really hard to put the ash program together I know Leslie listens to the show so shout out to you Leslie thanks for all the amazing yes like thanks for all the amazing work that you did uh, to pull the conference together and I know it wasn't easy but you did it you did an amazing job and all the other members of the program committee and all the members of the ash community coming together it was literally like the most, the highest attended ASH in the history of ASH conferences. And it was dope. And I, next year we're going to New Orleans. So it's going to be lit. So Leslie, let's talk. Well, Leslie's not going to be the program chair next year. But well, who is? I don't, um, I think it's, I think there's co-chairing. Um, and I think it's two, um, two women, Corbin Campbell and Julie Park. Um, but yeah, either way. I'm sure well, Julie Park doesn't listen to this. <laughs> Julie Park might not. Neither does Corbin Campbell, but it's okay. Well, whoever um, knows either one of them, I'm trying to come in MC for the smarts. Oh my gosh. Like, let me come MC for the smarts. There's no need. What do we MC? There's, like, it's just a bunch of people talking about what they've been working on all year. I think you'd be bored out of your out of your wits, but it's fine. You're welcome I'd to come. Li- I'd like to come and tell them about what I've been working on all year. I mean, come on, submit a proposal and see if it gets accepted. Okay. I, I am going can. to do that. I believe you. <laughs> I, have, I have a whole proposal I ready to go. Believe you. Believe I also have me. an entire list of trash. Oh, my <laughs> word. But you didn't tell me how you were doing. So we have to talk about your life now that we've talked about mine. Oh, oh, my life is, you know, it's life. And I just be, I just, you know, I just be working and getting my stuff together. It's nothing exciting yet. Um, mm-hmm, there are things mm-hmm. coming, brewing. Uh, Dopest Dinner Party Atlanta and DC are both sold out. 
So shout out to everybody. We may release a few more tickets for Atlanta last minute, but that is to be determined. Um, But yeah, both of them are sold out and I'm really excited. We have tons of black women vendors at both events and I'm just I'm excited. It's going to be fun times and good looks. Uh, And remember the day after the dopest dinner party at Atlanta, December 13th, December 14th, getting grown. We'll be on the stage with the friend zone live. That's it. So that is sold out. So I will not tell you to get your tickets, but I do know there are still tickets available for get uh, friend zone featuring getting grown San Francisco, December 7th. So So make sure you come kick it with us. Scoop up, scoop up them last few. We'd love to see you. We love to see it. And what else did I do? You know, I, you know, I mom a lot. That's really the majority of my life. We took the kids to the aquarium yesterday after dance class. You know, exciting things. So, but that's that. That's my life right now. Um, that sounds delightful, actually. You know, it, you know, sometimes it is. It's also exhausting, but it's mm. rewarding, I guess. I almost feel like exhaustion is just a part of life. I don't know anybody who's not exhausted. Exactly. So I guess we could probably stop saying it, but I won't. Uh, (laughs) That's probably true. Because the girls got upset last time we said we were tired. We are tired. I'm tired of hearing about you all being tired. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired of hearing you. No, I'm just playing. Let me get to this trash. So, did you see the video of the teacher fighting that student at Largo High School? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. So, Largo High School is located in Maryland. Mm -hmm. Just up the street here. In one of the blackest counties in the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, And there is a video that has surfaced of a 36-year-old teacher fighting a student. Now... You know, it's all manners of disturbing and whatnot. It is. Um, I did watch the video, and I do not believe that a 36-year-old should be fighting uh, <laughs> should be fighting um, a child, essentially. But I will say that little girl ran up on that lady. Listen, I mean, I didn't watch the whole video. It was short. Um, I feel like I just saw like a something on like. Instagram very quickly. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will say that these kids... Baby, they are built different. Are on some <laughs> other stuff. And I'm not condoning it. I don't no, know. No, like no, I said, no, I'm not, not at all. I'm not speaking to anything either way. But I'm going to just tell you, like, these these kids are on... It's, a, it's, a, it's, another, it's another set of children out here. I don't Listen. know who, who these people are. So, you know, I, this show is about transparency, right? And your girl, you know, did some substitute teaching back in the day and Mm -hmm. some teaching back in the day. If you can believe it, (laughs) you'd love to see it. (laughs) Do you know why I stopped? Because you fought somebody's child. No, because I told him I would, though. Because this little, so this, this young person, homo sapien, um, I gave them an open book test. I ended up having to take over a class because a teacher quit and all this stuff. So I gave them an open book test. I told them the only policy was that they were not allowed to talk. They were allowed to use their notes. They were allowed to use their book 
the chapters that we studied, they were not allowed to talk. Well, a little group in the back continued to run their mouths for the entire test. I told them three times what the rules were. And then I said, I'm not talking anymore. Like, I'm not saying it again because you all clearly understood me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the students came and they were giving their tests and I was grading most of them on site because it was pretty easy. And then the group in the back, I I took their test and I would give them a zero and give it back to them. How do I go? Miss, why did I get a zero? I said, because I told you all the rules and the rules were you could not talk during the test. I allowed you to use your notes and your books. I was like, hell, y'all could have been sharing notes and books for all I gave a fuck, but you didn't. You just ran your mouth the entire time and act like I didn't say nothing. I was like, and I'm not repeating myself. I already repeated myself three times. I'm not saying it again. So the boy called me a bitch. Mm, My goodness. The rest of them just huffed and puffed and did what, you know, threatened me quietly under their breaths. But he called me a bitch. And I said, well, this bitch is on the clock right now, but you're more than welcome to meet me by my Jeep come this time. If you really still feel that way. (laughs) Threatening somebody's child. I didn't threaten. I did not threaten. I told him what he could do. And so (laughs) that's when I decided that that path was probably not for me. Now, no, I do not condone. I do not condone fighting kids like but I we have to we would be remiss if we did not acknowledge the fact that these kids are built different these days. And these niggas have the strength of Samson. (laughs) (laughs) So my bones are weakening every single day. Is it honestly unfair? GMO, (laughs) this GMO chicken they've been eating. It's Popeye's. I just want to know, like, is it is it really an unfair fight because of age? Because I feel like in strength and vigor, they've got something on me. So, like, can't I be the one to sue? I don't know. Um, speaking of all of the hormonal chicken, have you seen everything surrounding these Popeye sandwiches? No, I mean, because and I'm not I mean, I'm just saying I'm not been paying attention. I know that they've been talking about Popeye's in the news nonstop. Because it is it is a full fledged fuckery. Like I don't know what's going on. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on. First and foremost, I do not understand. Foremost and first. Yeah. Why they took the sandwiches off the market for so long? Like I can literally go to the store and purchase chicken breasts thirty five times a day if I want to, and they're not gonna run out of chicken breasts. So what I'd like to know is, what were you all doing to that chicken? I think that they are mass producing them. I think when they first, when the sandwich first dropped, the reason why it was taking so long to acquire the chicken, like we were waiting on lines and for all mm-hmm. that time, I think it's because it was somebody's grandma was back there assembling them sandwiches <laughs> one by one <laughs> with the care and tender touch of all of the ancestors. She mm. was back there carefully and. That's what the first one tasted like. Assembling those sandwiches with the love of the Lord. But they, I mean, Popeyes probably thought that it might be more efficient for them to mass produce those sandwiches. And Mm. that's what they've done, which has compromised the quality substantially. Oh, my. Isn't it gross now? Well, I feel like I've had one and it wasn't bad. Like the one that I had 
I mean, I enjoyed it. It was it was not I think the hype and excitement of the very first one I had is what made that one such an an outstanding experience. But the one that I had since the sandwich has been back did not offend me. I felt like, okay, I had the sandwich, I can get it again. Eh, but mine was substandard. These these stories that I've been hearing though, sis, lead I'm me, telling you, lead me to believe that something is awry. The hotep part of my brain is fully convinced that this is a conspiracy theory by the government and that they took them sandwiches off the market. I do not think it's a test to see how niggas are going to act like some people are saying. I think they did something to the chicken because they saw the way niggas went crazy for them sandwiches. So they did something to the chicken because they're always trying to kill us. Well, I don't know. Thankfully, I'm not dead. I had one, but I will not have another. fake hotep over here um but there are so many things surrounding these sandwiches so there was one incident i believe it was in tennessee where a white woman i saw that called ooh, and baby she got that body rocked do you hear me slammed dunked <laughs> like she got that body rocked and i'm not i don't feel bad about it i don't feel bad <laughs> because you call somebody you call somebody a nigger and therefore, you deserve to get that body rock. But there are so many things. You got the, the the young man who was making the sandwiches over the trash can. Oh, my. I missed that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, the young man who body slammed, that body slammed that woman outside of there. He's actually facing felony aggravated assault charges following the video. That well, I'm sure that she's got some broken vertebrae. She has to. Did you see the way that she went down? I did. <laughs> She's hurt. She is in. She is in pain. <laughs> and and true black people fashion, where we can laugh at things that are wildly inappropriate. The man in the video who he said, he was like, "Oh no, nah, you can't be saying that around all these black people." <laughs> oh, <goodness. laughs> Woo! I, I think I just... watched it on mute, so I didn't hear any of that. But I also found out people are sneaking the sandwiches into jail for contraband. <laughs> I felt like I did see somebody. <laughs> Like there was a picture that somebody posted of of, a, of some man in jail eating a sandwich, and the ca- and the caption was just like how, not but not not only did he post, he posted in his Instagram stories from his jail cell. I'm just like it's just a different time. We just it's, live in a different time. So. Like my nigga had the full blown Instagram story where you change the fonts, and he said, "I'm trying to see what the hype is about with the chicken in his hand." You could not tell me he was not in his living room. It's just, I think, the, and then he posted another one said, thanks, Bay." So I really do feel like, I don't know, the government is doing something to this chicken and I don't trust it. I just well, don't. I don't know. I mean, those are your theories. I don't, I don't. You know, sometimes know. my theories are, wild, are wildish, wildishly outlandish, but uh, still I rise. Did you mm-hmm. see, um, I did not know that. Um, Lil Fizz Pop and April Jones were a couple. Did you know that? I, I did know that, but I did see a little bit of Omarion's video. Yeah, and I, I just feel it. like he walks with Christ, baby. The the he walks with. I just don't give a fuck. Like I mean, he, the level he is unbothered. <laughs> Omarion is like, what God has for me is for me. And right. I said, you know what? Carry on, young man. I had you know to stand after that. Bump, bump, bump. That's what I said. That's when what I <laughs> Baby, turn around. Go ahead. Okay. Omarion okay. is, he is levels, he's reached levels of unbothered that I can only aspire to at this point. You are talking what you're supposed to be. 
He is just not at all phased. He's like, let them kids carry on and do what they got to do. I don't care. And old boy kept trying to get a rise out of him. He's like, so did you see where they like He was like, no, I didn't. I didn't see that at all. He's like, no, but that doesn't surprise me because that's what people in love do. He was like, doesn't bother me. Yeah, like, no, I'm not at all. I'm not faced by that at all. Why would I be? I'm like, why? You know what? Omarion, Omarion has been. Omarion! Like, just go ahead. I wasn't mad at it. So after that, you know, I might low-key, I might low-key quietly, very quietly, partially stand for Omarion after I mean, that video. I just feel like I respect it. He need to have like, he need to go on like, um... Sun, uh, Super Soul Sunday. Oh, he needs to be writing a book or something to get the girls to get this. This level of healing mm-hmm. is just whew. how to be unbothered. I, I I just I respect it. I do. I'm not mad at it. Um, Nick Cannon called Keisha Cole an oh, elder to her boyfriend. <laughs> she Jesus was pissed about it. Christ. <laughs> so I did. Did you know Nick Cannon had a morning show? Uh uh-uh, no. I didn't, I didn't either, know. but I'm not surprised because Nick Cannon has 75 ventures going at the same time. We're not mad. Him and Ray, Ray J can get all the scooty bike money in the world. But um, Nick Cannon had an interview with Keisha Cole and her man. So I didn't know anything about Keisha. I think, is she pregnant? Maybe? Okay. Yes. And her man is like, what, 20 years younger than her or 15 years younger than her or some shit? I mean, did he? Did they start dating when he was above the age of consent? But yes, I <laughs> okay. believe I I believe that they did, and so her and her man went to go sit at an interview with Nick Cannon in the morning, and Nick Cannon was trying to say something nice, but he was like, you know, as your elder, <laughs> and she was like, wait a minute, I am not nobody's elder. I am not this nigga's elder. But you she are. Was, she was like, Mariah is your elder. And he was like, she is. He was like, and she continues to teach me things and she's taught me so many things. Like, I don't know why you're so mad about this. Like, you're the one, honey. But you know what? That sounds a lot like a hit dog. It really does. Why she sat up there in her rainbow, in her rainbow uh, hair. She was very, very upset. She was very upset that she got called an elder. And like you said, hit dogs will what? Oh, her man is 23. How old is she? Let's look it up. Keisha Cole is 42 years old. No, I'm just playing. She's um, 38. Oh, okay. I just don't see myself being with a 23-year-old. But I you don't know, either. But what do I know? Hey. Hey. I'm okay with Grandpapa over here. John Legend is, sex- is people's sexiest man alive. Did you see the meme where it was like the cat meme? It was like, it was like a picture of John Legend that said, I'm the sexiest man alive. And the cat said, you're just ordinary people. (laughs) I just said, that's just how, listen, John, John is also confused by it, but. He is in his defense, because, you know, I had a long list of questions, but in his defense, he did post like. He 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 made a joke of it, and I really appreciate his sense of humor. He was like, "Yo, I don't understand how this man from last year he posted Idris Elba in his nineteen his nineteen ninety five photo." He was like, "I don't know how that was how he was the sexiest man last year, and this is this year." But I appreciate y'all. Though. <laughs> so yeah. John is confused. He's just as perplexed as we are, but nonetheless, congratulations. Indeed. 
Um, and then lastly, Monique is suing Netflix for oh, pay discrimination. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, girl, I hope that works out for you because that boycott surely did not. It didn't. But, well, you know, I also am all about black women getting their coins. And I understand that. Yes, I did make fun of this initially. Well, that's what I said. That's what I said. I mean, I hope it works out. Like, I wasn't being right. prestigious. I mean, right. girl, no, no, no. I know you I weren't. I want her to get you. I want you to get what you need. I'm still going to giggle about it. And I, that's just what it is. But I this do believe. This is what she should have done in the first place because she shouldn't have involved us in no. her personal beef with Netflix from I mean, the start. Girl, because I've got many things to watch on Netflix. You know what I'm saying, girl? You know? Many things. But you definitely should go after your coin because you have a valid point. And after speaking to your good sis Wanda Sykes and finding out that they too lowballed her, then you do, I feel like you have a case. I mean, hey. Always go after the coin, but don't go after us and our leisure. We didn't do it. We didn't. We had nothing to do with it. We sure have nothing to, nothing to do with it. And that's the trash this week. That's it. All right. I think that's enough. Let's get on to a shout out. Okie dokie. My sis is popping right now. Like. All right. Let's shout out a sis. So um, I don't know if we've shouted her out before, but if we did, then I forgot. So <laughs> Beats by Woo is our shout out this week. Hey, Woo What's going on, Wumi? We love Woom. She uh she comes and accompanies our good sis Nikki from Zen in a Jar, who, by the way, congratulations. Indeed, Nikki just got married. She did. She got married last week. And we I actually forgot to put her in the shout out, but congratulations to Nikki. And her husband is so sweet as well. Um Indeed. he interacts often on Instagram and I really do love them. I think they're a beautiful couple and I'm so happy for her. Yes. But same, same. same. Beats by Wu. So Wu created Beats by Wu to be able to share a small piece of her West African culture through body adornment. She handcrafts each waist bead, bracelet, body bead, and every other product with love and intricacy in order to promote self-confidence, sensuality, and body positivity in an aesthetically pleasing way. When I tell you all, I have some I have some hand can hand and foot candy from her. She does body beads, she does waist beads, and she will be at the dopest dinner party Atlanta and DC. So you'll be able to get you some handmade beads by Wu there. But if you are not uh, going to be able to attend, you can check her out on Instagram at beads by Wu as well as beads by com. All of that information will be in the description box. Make sure you guys support. I know I love me a good waist. I love me a good waist bead. Like Same. I, I love me a good waist bead. I be feeling real sexy up under my my giant t-shirts and, and it helps me to to monitor because uh, since I'm opposed yeah. to any and all form of scales, um, <laughs> same. <laughs> it helps me to monitor the you know proficiency of my snatch mm-hmm. waist. So we wanted to shout out Wu and um, you guys go support. All of the information will be in the description box. And again, if you're at the Atlanta and DC dopest dinner parties, you'll be able to catch her there with many other black women vendors. But we want to give her our shout out this week. Sure, you're right. Let's move on to this good kitchen table talk. talk, talk. With HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, get easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients delivered right to your door. All you have to do is cook and enjoy. Break out your dinner rut with HelloFresh's 20-plus seasonal chef-curated recipes each week. There's something for everyone, from family recipes to calorie-smart and vegetarian and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Kraft Burgers. 
HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality, regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. From step-by-step recipes to pre-measured ingredients, you'll have everything you need to get a wow-worthy dinner on the table in just about 30 minutes. HelloFresh is flexible and fits your lifestyle. Add extra meals to your weekly order, as well as yummy add-ons like garlic bread and cookie dough. Mm, Y'all, it is delicious too. And easily change your delivery days, food preferences, and skip a week whenever you need if you're going out of town. So HelloFresh makes my life so easy when I'm running around a half an hour for me to prepare a meal. And when I tell you the meals are delicious, they have things like bulgogi pork tenderloin, which has been one of my favorite things. You made that with roasted carrots and lime rice. A chicken gyro couscous bowl with hummus, tomato, cucumber salad, and creamy feta. You have a pan-seared wild sockeye salmon, since my husband is only eating fish, and that came with a herbed creme fraiche and green beans, amadine, and mashed potatoes. The possibilities are endless with HelloFresh. You get so many different ingredients. You get so many different choices. And on top of that, it could inspire you in the future if you want to make your own, but there's no need to because literally every single kit is equipped with everything you need. Seasonings, pre-measured ingredients, sauces, things to make your own, ketchup if you need ketchup for the craft burgers, and it's delivered literally right to your door. Get nine free meals with HelloFresh by going to HelloFresh.com slash grown nine and using code grown nine. That's HelloFresh.com slash grown nine and code grown nine. Thanksgiving is just one week away and uh, we thought we would just spend some time talking about kind of like the do's and don'ts of Thanksgiving and like the worst, like, you know, one of my favorite things to do is to watch the Food Network. (laughs) <laughs> and watch it's really one of my favorite things to do during this time of the year is to watch and poke fun at the holiday recipes and how you know um some people have just just every year come up with all of these new and innovative ways to ruin <laughs> some of our favorite dishes and foods and ho- and holiday foods so jade and i thought um in the spirit of the holidays, it kind of gets you ready and grateful for all of the wonderful food that I hope that you will be preparing and having. <laughs> uh, we will put you, like, give you good perspective by talking about some of the worst things that we've ever seen as it relates to Thanksgiving on the Internet and beyond. Absolutely. I'd like to begin. Oh, please. With a meme that I saw. I think I saw Kev on stage reacting to it. I've also, I think I saw, uh, what's the little boy? Uh, Zoe. Mm-hmm. I think I've, I've seen oh, I so love him. react to it as well. But there is somebody who has taken a turkey, a raw and unseasoned turkey, and is, and is showing us how they prepare it. And they have put inside of the turkey what appears to be a full block of government cheese. I'm sorry, what? Let me just help you. Uh, I said they, they, they have stuffed the turkey, put inside of the turkey a full box of, I mean, a full block of of government cheese. What appears to be sharp cheddar cheese. Wait a minute. Okay, wait a minute. Thanksgiving. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, what's the little boy's name? On, uh, is it I Am Zo? I Am Zo. Cheese yes. turkey. No, wait. <clears throat> he said throw the whole turkey away. So, yes, this is what happened. Um, oh, it's on it, his Instagram. It's on his. Oh, oh. <laughs> wait, okay. 
I'm trying shit. to turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Zoe. He's my favorite. Okay, so they have literally salted water. Like, put the turkey <gasps> down in water. I'm you see? watching it. And they put brown sugar on it. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. Then they put a, a cup of Tabasco sauce. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, they're definitely brining this and turkey. They brining with the a, turkey. With and, cheese? With, wait, 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 wait. No, before they, the cheese is after they've brined the turkey. So wait, oh, bef- let's go back. So they brined the turkey in uh, salt, brown sugar, and Tabasco sauce. Then they added cheddar cheese. after They, brine, and they let it marinate for 24 to 48 hours. They put cheddar they cheese. They put whole in, potatoes with no with no with peels on it inside. With peels on it. They put the cheese. Wait a second. They put <gasps> the cheese inside of the turkey. Then they cut, they uh uh basted the turkey with just melted butter and proceeded to take hot Cheetos, crumbled oh up God. hot Cheetos, and like literally <sighs> I'm just, I just am so glad that we could watch, we can listen to you react to this as a chef. And I just can't wait. Please give me your. What the fuck? (laughs) I was just waiting. No, I'm watching them spread the cheese around with the forks. This is wretched. Listen here. Let me tell you something. You do that at any Thanksgiving that I, this is why I don't go to other people's house. This is exactly why you can experiment with two your, pounds, two pounds of cheddar cheese inside of a turkey. As a nigga who smokes copious amounts of marijuana, I I don't want to ever try this. They baked it in an oven for three hundred at three hundred and fifty degrees for four hours. I am put just, those put those unpeeled, unseasoned potatoes around this hot. What Cheeto the fuck were the potatoes supposed to do? Child, that's what they're gonna eat it with. <laughs> hot Cheeto turkey. Everybody go and Google that. Please Google the hot Cheeto turkey or just this. go to I am Zoe's. That's Z-O-I-E on Instagram. I am Zoe's profile. And you can go watch this atrocity that is a hot Cheeto cheese turkey. <laughs> I am so irritated right now. You are offended. I think I'm more irritated than when I saw somebody, saw that post of somebody bring blueberry mac and cheese to a potluck. Oh my holy God. You've never seen blueberry mac and cheese? No, I have no desire to see. Somebody brought blueberry mac and cheese to the Thanksgiving potluck a couple of years back and it ended up on the internet and I saw it. Please don't do things like that. Hellman's mayonnaise posted um, a recipe for cranberry souffle salad. I'm sorry. I'm okay. Hold, which <laughs> Hold on. which contains which contains? Let me blow this up so I can see. Straight in my redness. Um, this contains one envelope of Knox unflavored gelatin. <laughs> This looks disgusting. This it looks is like clearly vomit. from 1927. I cannot believe this, but it's like you may, it's like cranberry sauce and jello with mayonnaise and and it has uh, sugar in it. Hellman's mayonnaise, lemon juice, grated lemon rind, um and an orange or an apple peeled and diced. Oh, is that it, what this is in this little yeah, this little yes. souffle, this little And you serve it on on top of some iceberg lettuce. Lettuce. With some helmets mayonnaise on top. I just don't understand what on earth that might be. 
And why on earth we would be wanting to eat them? I knew I was... I said the 20s, but it's the 50s. You know, they used to do a bunch of nasty stuff in the 50s. And that's where things like... Uh, um, you know, well, baked Alaska is a nasty, but you know, things like that, or like, I don't know where this carrot, I don't know where this carrot mayo raisin salad originated, <laughs> but I Ooh. know that I, I don't want no parts of it. Oh, have you ever seen that? No. It is literally shredded carrots. No, thank you. With mayonnaise, like, and they make it into almost like a slaw, and then they add raisins to it. That's going to be a no for me. Please don't bring things like this to the Thanksgiving. Please. Nope, 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 nope. Do, you Do you have, have any? some? Huh? Oh, wait. I was going to ask you if you had any, any. What have been some of the horrible things that you've seen? I, that blueberry mac and cheese was pretty, pretty top of my list. Actually, <laughs> that's that's some of the worst things. Oh, and then what was that recipe you talked about from last year? I believe Sunny Anderson and her antics were a part of it. You oh, God. you mentioned um, an atrocity last year. Did I? Did we talk about this last year? No, we didn't. We talked to no you every year. This every year you speak about some of the horrendous because uh, I recipes love to watch seen. Valerie Bertinelli and them ruin Thanksgiving every year. It's like my y'all should have seen Kia in L.A. She was just sitting on the couch. She's like, <laughs> they put the green beans in the microwave. They did like put the green beans in the microwave and put like some fried onions on top. Have you ever seen almonds. that um that Kwanzaa cake? I have seen the Kwanzaa cake. <sighs> Y'all, okay, who did that? Sandra Lee? Is that who yeah. what that lady's name is? <laughs> I want you all to Google Sandra Lee's Ooh. Kwanzaa cake. And I want you to please tweet, Instagram, or email us and let us know how you felt about Sandra Lee's Kwanzaa cake. She stuck whole Kwanzaa-colored candles in the cake. Ooh. Like, pressed them down. Into the cake. And I believe there were almonds involved. (laughs) It makes me so sick. Like literally makes my stomach hurt. They love almonds and adding them to to, to dishes that they don't belong in. Mm. I I think we should do some do's and don'ts though. Okay, go for it. Do's and don'ts of Thanksgiving. So if you go into people's houses, if you all plan ahead of time and you know where you're going to be on Thanksgiving Day, please always ask what you can bring. (laughs) please ask ahead of time don't ask the day of now if you have a host such as myself who you you know i have to really trust you to ask you to bring a dish (laughs) to ask you to bring something so i generally cook the majority of everything myself it is still like so xd has been coming to thanksgiving for the past 10 years Mm -hmm. yeah the past 10 years, XD's been coming to Thanksgiving. And every single year, do you know what XD does? He PayPals or cash apps me money for the groceries. Just like without last year, he brought all of the all of the plates, all of the napkins, all of the all of the silver, everything that every utensil, everything we needed, he he provided. But every year he cash apps towards the groceries. If you know you're going somewhere. And somebody is going to be purchasing all the food and cooking all the food. The proper etiquette is to A, ask what you can bring. And or if you do not feel capable and your two bags of ice do not count because we all know that costs all of $6. My Lord. So if your two bags of ice is all that you can contribute and you know that your gift is not in the kitchen, 
just shoot a little money for your head over to the host of the Thanksgiving. That way it goes to the cost of the groceries. You get to eat and nobody's looking at you sideways when you try to take food home. Do not experiment with new dishes on groups of people. Now's not the time. If it's you and your roommate having your Lost Boys Thanksgiving, because y'all don't have nowhere else to go, that's, that's me. <laughs> that is me. That's very me. But it's I'm fine. just kidding. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, if it's you and your roommate sitting up in your apartment, you all are welcome to experiment on each other all you want to. That means multiple things. But if you are going to a Thanksgiving with a group of people, Please do not experiment your new recipes if that is not what you do for a living. Amen. Please don't do that. You're doing a disservice even to yourself and others. And I cannot, cannot speak for myself. Even Please. if it is what you do for a living. Because it might be delicious. Fair. But I just feel like now it's not the time for me to be eating non-Thanksgiving things. I come to Thanksgiving to eat Thanksgiving Ooh, things. Took the so words out of my mouth. I don't want to have your basic frog legs. I don't care how amazing they might be. Oh, I don't no. want, I mean, like no. duck and, and, you know, these are things that they, I know that some people, it might be tradition or customary for some people to have these things around their table. But as for me and my house plant, Maurice, <laughs> we eat, you know, conventional, yeah, African-American kind of things on Thanksgiving. So now it's not the time for you to come in here with some, you know, scallop potatoes or something because I don't want that. Amen. Not for Thanksgiving. Like, you can serve that to me if you invite me over for a Thursday night dinner. Absolutely. And but... I'll have it at your dinner party on yeah. the third weekend in January. But if, if you invite me to your function... On Thanksgiving, and I consent to come. I'm expecting to have Macy's Day Parade Thanksgiving kind of things. Yeah. Okay. The black version. I don't care if this is what you guys do and you guys try something. Now I'm not going to eat fettuccine Alfredo at Thanksgiving. <laughs> you can do that on Christmas. <laughs> I'm, I'm just speaking for myself. I agree. I agree. I want, listen, Thanksgiving is my time to eat every. Proper African American starch ever made. That's right. That is my time to literally, and I do not care about your judgment. You may keep it to yourself. Beige I want, plates. You be having beige plates, and I will judge you. But oh no I no mean, no no. Who? Not me. I like collard greens and green beans and Brussels sprouts and things. That's right. You've got to have beige plate. No beige plates, please. Your regular. We are too old to just be having meat and starch. Your cholesterol, please, your, will thank me. Listen to me, okay? Get you some vegetables. Please. Please have some vegetables at your Thanksgiving. I also... Don't like, be childish. I, don't. Don't be childish. Please don't serve me no, no green beans with almonds at Thanksgiving. Woo! You can I'm serve triggered. that to me at your second cousin's wedding. Not and, at Thanksgiving. I mean, also, too, and your green beans are supposed to be cooked. You know how some people like to just <laughs> wet them with the hose and put them on the plate? <laughs> And they just Sunny be as grass Anderson. green as they was while they sitting up in the produce section. No, no, no. My vegetables must be cooked. I want you to even cook the nutrients right out of them. That's what. I, <laughs> that's how cooked I want mine. They should not like they. They should be a much darker green. Yeah. They should not be that fresh Kelly Lucky Charms green. <laughs> I don't want that. 
I don't want no I magically need, delicious green beans. I don't beans. want no magically delicious green beans. I mm-hmm. want you to hear me with your heart, okay? No, I want nigga green beans with Cooked, meat in them and I, I onions, mean, a, a little potato. meat. You know what I'm saying? Something that sat in a pot for close to two hours. With a broth. Absolutely. <laughs> Cook all of the vitamins right out of them. Right on Just out of them. Just cook them right on out. Because that's what Thanksgiving's all that about. That is what I... Fresh spinach, that's for Tuesday. You know what I'm saying? Thanksgiving is about cooking the nutrients out Broccoli of spears, that's for your salmon. When you have that, salmon on Wednesday night. That's Wednesday night's dinner. We don't want your broccoli spears at the Thanksgiving table. Okay, great debate. Which is not really a debate. Mm-hmm. Is it dressing or is it stuffing? Well, you know my answer. <laughs> you don't even, I don't even know why you do this. It's but dressing. Do, it is absolutely dressing. I mean, with cornbread and sage. This is an African-American show. It is a custom. Okay. And that is not to exclude anybody, but we telling you what we do over here. Listen. And that is, call Listen. it cornbread Dressing bread. I mean, I want someone to have taken their bare hands. And don't Chrissy Teigen me because that's how you mix up the dressing. What does she do? When she made kimchi, she was mixing it with her hands. But but no, but there's certain things that you have to mix with your hands. Oh, agreed. Agreed. And and niggas really tried to go in on her online and say she was nasty. No, I don't. I do not agree. How do y'all mix certain things? We have we have we wear gloves in my house. Um, but even, even I, I don't mix with my hands because I, and I have nails, so I always wear gloves when I mix with my hands, but I do mix with my hands, but I always wear gloves because I have long nails, but I come from, from a generations of black women who took their bare hands and took that cornbread and smashed it until there was nary a lump. Yep. Yes. And then they went right on ahead and, you know, got the broth and the celery and onions and the Mm -hmm. sage and all the things that make dressing dressing. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Singing my life with your words. And they they did what they had to do. You know, we do. We do. This this is this is what we do as a people. And I understand that this is this is not customary for a lot of people. And I'm not here to take your customs away Uh, from you. They take their bare hands and stuff their birds with it. <laughs> so, what is and the difference? To, I mean, I'm so glad you brought that up because, as far as I'm concerned, dressing has no business inside nope. of a turkey. Just next to. Absolutely. You need to treat it. Treat the dressing. You need to treat it like you're supposed to treat some of these niggas because some of these <laughs> niggas just belong next to you, not inside of you. This is a life lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Holy God. This is a oh life lesson God. to make sure that you are, you know, selective. Now, did you grow up in a mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving house? I grew up in an every single starch ever household. Like, yes, we also now I know that this is not customary for everybody, but we have potato salad, mashed oh, well, potatoes we have and potato rice. Salad because <laughs> you have to have a ham on Thanksgiving as well. And Three you meats. cannot... You cannot have a ham unless you have a potato salad. I don't make the rules. I'm just saying. <laughs> These are just the rules. I don't know. You, if you have a ham and Them you don't have a potato rules. salad. I'm just saying. I'm going to have to pull my glasses down and look over them. 
Potato salad is not a seasonal food for me. Potato salad belongs with barbecue in the summer and it belongs with my Thanksgiving dinner. That's it. It belongs with the ham. Along with mashed potatoes. And then there's rice for those who want it. I personally don't need rice on Thanksgiving. I don't need rice. And I didn't grow up like mashed potatoes were not a part of our Thanksgiving. Oh, what did y'all have? We just had dressing and mac and cheese. Oh, that those were the starches and uh, sweet potatoes and those things. But we did not have uh, we we did not have mashed potatoes. The starches around my grandmother's kitchen, t- around my grandmother's Thanksgiving table, were mashed. Were I'm sorry, dressing, mm-hmm. mac and cheese, sweet potatoes, potato salad to complement the ham. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and then you know you would go. But then, then we would move on to green vegetables and, you know, what have you. But How many green vegetables did you all have? Typically, under normal circumstances, there would be at least two. Okay, yes. Co- collard greens are a must. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some of the young children didn't green, so my grandmother would fix them some green beans. Okay, that's fair. You have that to eat fair. green beans if you're not going to eat greens. You have to have a green something. You must. But greens and and or green beans are literally the only acceptable Thanksgiving vegetables as far as I'm concerned. No, I, I mean, I, I do feel like a Brussels sprout. Oh, no, now, I Brussels sprout now. Now that I've had, you know, I mean, because I'm bougie now, right? Yes. I can be bougie now because I have a PhD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better own that shit. Yeah, no, nigga. I'm, stop I'm just saying that. No, I'm <laughs> saying that. I'm saying that because I can have Brussels sprouts at my table. But if my grandmother was coming to Thanksgiving, she would be like, what on earth is this baby cabbage you've put here? What is this? <laughs> she, I think, I think my grandmother would be. Cabbage. She would be like, what is this little thing that you, what is this, Takia? She because would actually I, hate my Brussels sprouts. I didn't grow up in a Brussels sprouts house. I no. was grown. That's why I said I'm bougie now because I yeah. eat them and I love them. But like I was grown before I knew what a Brussels sprout was. Oh, because a new staple at mine, and I always have to do a vegetarian version. Shout out to Fran. Hey, Fran. Because uh, <laughs> Fran will just be at your table eating mashed potatoes. She will. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm making sure that I do a vegetarian version of things for Fran as well. because And for my husband, because now he's only eating fish. Jesus. He said he will pick around the turkey and the greens. But I put sausage in my stuff, in my in my dressing. So I'm not mad at that because I know this all that's all about the sage flavor. But I just didn't grow up with dress with with I, sausage in it. I grew up with both. There's always okay. a sausage version and a non sausage version. So like I do the, the sage, same thing. The sage. Are you? Because I used to see my grandma. You know how people like to be cute with the sage. Oh no! What sage? <laughs> my grandma used sausage to take and the, sage. She used to take the the thing off the off the the seasoning. Like yeah. you know, like the little. Yes. Like the thing with the yes. holes in it. Yes. <laughs> she used yes. to take that right off and just bang, bang, bang. I mean, no, the whole thing is Nobody sage. should actually use my spices in my cabinet. Like, <laughs> I mean, all of the, all of like, the sage is in the dressing. <laughs> all the sage is in the dressing, y'all. All of it. Just go ahead and buy a whole mm. thing of sage because we're going to use this whole thing. Now, I know that we differ in this department. Oh, I will tell you the Brussels sprout that I did last year that I will be doing this year. And yes, there will be a vegetarian version for it. I did shallots, Brussels sprouts, shallots. Shallots is a bougie white woman of an onion, but I Apples. love it. Oh, wait a second. And pancetta. Now, pancetta is fancy bacon. Am I right? Yes, it is. Okay. And I did like a, a maple mustard like glaze and put it over the Brussels sprouts after I roasted them with everything. When I tell you, this sounds a little delicious. A Rachel, little little Rachel Ray of you though. No, never, no, never, never. She. That's the one. That's because the she, one recipe. You know, no. she puts pancetta on a peanut butter sandwich. Well, you she know, just, I love pancetta now. 
<laughs> that cheddar is quite delicious. Little cubes of pork. It is so good. Please keep your pork comments to yourself. I never will care about them. Oh my God. Um, I know we differ in this department. I know where you're going. Go on ahead. I did grow up this way. Okay. But I have since changed my ways. I do not deny the deliciousness that is the canned ocean spray dented cranberry sauce. Because that is all I need. Let's be clear. But I do make my cranberry sauce now. I know. Y'all want to hear about Jade's bougie cranberry sauce? It's good. But it was good, though. It's bougie. <laughs> it's good. It is, it is of the bourgeois. Now, it does taste good, mm-hmm. but... I'm just saying, I need to see the dented can rings. I just need that aesthetic. I stood alone because Dustin fought me. Listen. Tia fought me. Like, <laughs> we niggas were so ungrateful. We are committed to our ocean spray. This is like a staple. This is how we were bought I up. shall not be moved. I'm un- I understand. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, we as an African-American, we don't get to have, we don't have a lot of things. Let us have that. Let us have it. Listen, All of I the MSG and, and preservatives therein. We will, I mean, it just tastes good. It does taste good. I love Ocean Spray Dented Cranberry Sauce. Give me a good slice. I grew up with the slice. Yes. And I remember that was like one of my first kitchen assignments yeah. as a young lad. it comes out and it's like... <laughs> Where you have to like take it out of the yeah. can and, and slice it. it. Oh yes. So and when good. you get, and when you finally loosen it up and you feel it, it's getting ready to do and that it's getting slide ready, out. Yes, yes. It's and gratifying. When you used to get, I used to get real classy when I was older, and I used to like slice my rings and then quarter them so they'd be like little wedges. <laughs> oh, I took my time. I took my time. It was important to me. Well, I do make my cranberry sauce now. You know what I'm saying? I, I I pay much homage to my past traditions of my African ancestry. However, I don't buy the ocean spray no more. That's fine. If somebody brings it. it, I might have a little slice for nostalgia's sake, but just know I'm having homemade cranberry sauce at the joint. That's okay. Do you have any rules that stand out to you that sit in your spirit? So let me ask you this. Do you guys dress up? Like, did no. your family back in the day, did you guys dress up? No, it's never been a thing. Not like dress up, dress up like in a dress, but like nah. not wear your pajamas. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, we've always had a, a good hoodie aesthetic as a, as a familiar. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, niggas don't mind being comfortable in my house. It's, it's never a problem. So I mean, a good, a good crew neck would not be out of place. But uh, people are very, very lucky if they catch my father in pants. So this is this is the man who who moved down south and got a whole jungle garden yard and would would water the lawn in Tim's in like draws. Well, see, okay, so that's the so you that's know, and my I father. and I grew up with Dida, who I've never, who I was like, I was thirty years old before I, can't I saw imagine him. You've ever seen Dida's thighs? This is what I'm saying. I was thirty years, maybe at the swimming pool. At the swimming pool, but like I was 30 years old before I saw Dida in a sneaker. 
Your boy was wearing hard bottom shoes in the house. Yo. Like nah, just clicking around like Martin Luther King. Like, y'all children, it's time to eat. So, I mean, we were just not like, you know, you know how older people, especially of that generation, like they yeah. dress dressing was like currency for them. They they were not, they ain't no like in the house clothes. Even to this day, when I go home, my grandparents are in like they have like in the house outfits. Oh, you know what my grandparents' in-the-house outfits are now? Scrubs. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> they like they wear scrubs and like that's their that's their dress down comfortable clothes. No, my grandma has like little sets. Like she wears her little her little khaki pants with the elastic waist. And, oh, yes, uh, yes. And, uh, <laughs> Come on, casual. And she have a little elastic waist, and then she'll have like a little sweatshirt. Like she's into the personalized sweatshirts now. So like, yes. uh, we get her sweatshirt. So like, she has like you know, a sweatshirt with like all her grandkids' name on it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> now my mom. And she mom. loves like all the school paraphernalia ones. So like, she'll have on like, like my cousin cute. Ebony graduated from Harvard. So she just loves to wear the Harvard medical shirt. And like my grandmother bought a shirt when she came to graduation. So she'll just be wearing, and she'll tell me like, I have on my University of Maryland shirt today. I'm like, bless your heart. Bless that it. is so cute. But yes, that's how they get down. So I mean, we was we all like. We're not a pajamas, like, kind of. That's why Latoya and y'all always used to make fun of me because I come home and I be in my full work clothes until it's time to go to bed. Which I don't even... I mean, now I'm better because, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know, since y'all have kind of judged me and shamed me out of that. <laughs> I, at least, I mean, I will take my pants off and stuff. But, I mean, literally... I don't know why you listen to me. I don't even own a blazer. I used to walk around like Latoya, Latoya would FaceTime me at 11 p.m. and be like, Takia, why do you still have on your dress? <laughs> I'd be like, I just was sitting here watching TV. I Comfortably? In my clothes. Yes. You, you know, you know, I'm auntie and I love a caftan, but like, I can't <laughs> wait. Like, I, oh, I love a good, now I love a, I love a good moo-moo. Oh, I love a caftan. A house I, dress. And I made a promise to myself actually years ago. I said, Jade, I'm, and when I spoke this, Jade, you will never, ever work. This is when I still thought I was going to be in corporate for a while. I was like, you will never work in another corporate environment where you are, where you have a dress code. And I didn't. I can't dress tell you the code. last time I had a dress code because I refused to take anything with a dress code. I think that that, I mean, you have to know. And I mean, that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to, um, you know, having a little bit more agency around as I like kind of grow in my own professional life mm-hmm. because I feel like there is a level of comfort, uh, you know, and I mean, you know, like as as we talked about earlier, like I love to put on my clothes. Now, I'm not saying that I don't you like do. to get dressed, but I do feel like that not having the pressure, not having to feel the pressure of it sometimes is, you know, helpful. Oh, yeah. I mean, and then on the opposite end of things, you know, every once in a while, I'd be like, you know what? You've been living in hoodies for about four months now. You might yeah. want to put on some clothes and go somewhere for a second. And right. it's nice to put them on for three hours and then take them off. Yeah, totally. Totally. But, okay, so let's see. A couple more do's and don'ts for the Thanksgiving. Do not. Oh, Lord. Especially if you've only contributed very minimally or not at all. Do not take food home from somebody's Thanksgiving unless they tell you, get this food out of my house. And is there, okay, so let me ask you this as a caveat, because I know the answer, but I just feel like it needs to be put into the atmosphere. Absolutely. Is there a limitation on the number of plates? Like, at what point is it like, you know, ridiculous? (laughs) After one. 
Because <laughs> the girls be wrapping up plates upon plates upon plates upon plates. Let me tell you about how I hide foil underneath my mattress during <laughs> that time. Do you have? I don't. I have no foil actually. I actually. I actually cook so much food that I do need to send. I do send food home with people. Like I welcome it. Mm-hmm. But I have also been where I've been trying to preserve some food because, like, we want to have leftovers. Two days max for me. We want to have leftovers. And I, there's nothing left because niggas literally took, like, stacks of plates. Stacks. Stacks. I've told my cousin who's brought two raggedy people to my house over a course of a <laughs> number of years. First, it was a nigga named CJ. Y'all don't, don't Lizzo me. I don't give a fuck because I don't know what CJ's last name is. But he brought a nigga named CJ to my house. And by the time the night was over, I turned to my cousin and I said, you may never bring this nigga in my vicinity ever again, let alone to a Thanksgiving. I never saw CJ again. And then there was one other... CJ was all manners of raggedy. He was coming over to the stove while I was warming up things. Uh-oh. He was asking me questions about how I prep things, but not in like a not in like a curious conversational way. It was more in like a judgmental tone. Like, did you, nigga, are you here? And did you come in here absolutely empty-handed? Yes, you did. Well, if you have any concerns, you could go. He fought me on I tried to ask him to go get some ice. Go. He was like, where you want me to get ice from? From the bodega, empty-handed nigga. Go buy some ice. Like he was, oh, he was just, I just literally hated him by the end of the night. I really, truly, in my gutturals, hated this nigga by the end of the night. <laughs> and so my cousin don't ever bring him around me. Um, and then there was another family that came over once, and they took mounds of food home. I mean, I was flabbered. I couldn't even stop them. You all know that I don't have a problem speaking up about anything I couldn't even stop them. I was so shocked and speechless <laughs> by how much food they packed up in front of my face and took home. They must have needed it. With no couth. No, they didn't. Okay. <laughs> you really sat and thought about it, though. I you did. Because it, it's, it's a valid point. But no, they didn't, though. So... Okay. But that's that's it. We just want to have a little light conversation. We know, you know, the holiday is getting ready to come up and this is an eating holiday. You may save your diets if you're one of those people with numerous amounts of allergies. Um, <laughs> stay home or bring your own food because <laughs> nobody has time for that. Um, yeah. And and uh, I mean, we'd love to hear if we missed anything, if there was something, yeah. that you, another a recipe that was, you know, just horrendous and. And um, offensive that I might have missed and not seen. Please feel free to let me know about that. You and if should. you'd have something that you would like to add, um, you know, for purposes of, you know, in terms of like do's and don'ts, that's always welcome as well. Yeah, we got one more episode before the holiday. Right. So, so we can kind of, we can kind of re, re, uh, we can share them next week. Absolutely. So yeah, send your, send your terrible dishes, your terrible Thanksgiving. I would love to hear some terrible Thanksgiving stories, actually. Oh my God, that would Please. be fun. Please. Yes. Email your terrible Thanksgiving stories to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. We're going to read some of those. Some of the worst recipes that you've ever experienced. If you've ever been pleasantly surprised, I will say quickly before we close out, I was pleasantly surprised. Now this wow. does... This is a fine line of that. Please do not experiment new things at Thanksgiving. And XD did slightly cuss me out. So 
one particular Thanksgiving, we said that we were going to go to a friend's house and I was going to cook a lot of the food and bring it, but they were also going to cook as well. So he came along and uh, one of my friends <clears throat> said she was going to make uh, fennel collared mm-hmm. cream nope. collard. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> and so when I nope. tell you like the anxiety that I had, I almost prepared in like a giant pot of greens but I said you know what like no I'm gonna walk with faith on this one or whatever so I um you know I I went ahead and I just I let it be what it was and I told XD ahead of time and he was like if these bitches are disgusting I'm gonna cuss you out (laughs) on behalf of her I said you know what it's fine like I'll I'll have to take that one and eat it because I'm feeling much anxiety from this which is why I'm giving you a warning of what we are getting ready to walk into I don't even want to see it. Well, I have to say that we were both pleasantly surprised and it tasted very similar to cream spinach. However, comma, I don't want it on Thanksgiving. That's our kitchen table talk this week. Make sure you all are sending, um, make sure you all are sending those Thanksgiving stories. Oh, I can't wait for that. I cannot wait for that. I want to hear your Thanksgiving horror stories. That's what we're reading next week. Like, Faith fucked my husband. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No big mama lost her legs, though. Please. Oh, yeah, please. We We don't. The holidays are a triggering time. Please. They are. And that's not entertaining. So let's have some fun. If if you, you know, just please don't do that. But please, we'd love to hear about your 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 hoish cousin Faith. Um, and with that being said, let's get on to this honesty box. <laughs> a smell can bring on a flood of memories, influence your mood, and of course, enhance your natural style. But looking for that signature scent can cost you time and money. Thankfully, Scentbird lets you mix up your fragrance routine without breaking the bank. Because I mean, you know, that's my concern. I have zero dollars and zero cents. <laughs> but I love to smell edible i want to smell godly i want all your uncles and daddies to be following me down the street not literally because sex trafficking but and i don't mean to make light of that but i'm saying but i just want to smell good i like to smell good every girl likes to smell good so i love scent bird because they send me all kinds of amazing things all the time um, i'm able to try all of you know the new terry muglers all the gucci all the bond number nine y'all know that's my things and i love that um, I love that it's it's uh, coming in these cute little colorful travel vials so you can put them on and the girls will be guessing because the name is not all over it. And you'll be like, what you smell like? None of your businesses. But and then you can just throw them in your purse or your carry on bag. It's all to the good. I love Scentbird. Um, and I can't wait um, to get my next uh, shipment. Scentbird is, a, Scentbird is a subscription service that sends you a 30 day supply of luxury fragrance every month. Choose from more than 600 designer fragrance brands, including Tom Ford, Gucci, and Versace. And you can even sort by brand style, occasion, season, and more to find your new fragrance. They also have other products like skincare, wellness, makeup. And with an exclusive offer just for our listeners, you can get 30% off your first month today. That's only $10 for your first fragrance. And that's 30 Pumps a month, sis. So you can p- smell amazing mm. for 30 days for 10 whole dollars. Uh, so go to scentbird.com slash grown and use our code grown for 30% off your first month. Again, that's scentbird, S-C-E-N-T-B-I-R-D.com slash grown for you to try your first perfume or cologne for just 10 whole American dollars. Sign on and smell amazing. Mm. 
Getting into debt is easy. Getting out of debt is hard. A gospel. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt because they know you're more than just your credit score. Y'all, credit is really, really a a very difficult thing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? It can be very rewarding, but it can bring you down to your lowest of lows. And I know that I have experienced that all throughout college in my early 20s, where it was easy to rack up some debt. And then it was super hard to pay it off. It's easy. You know, you take a year to try to work on your credit score. And then you turn around and you can deplete the entire thing in a matter of two months if you do something wrong. All I know is we've all dealt with debt. We've all dealt with credit issues. But Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter interest rate. Upstart makes it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate in just a few minutes. Once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day, honey. The next Day. So if it's Tuesday, that means Wednesday, beloved. Over 300,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards and meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is ranked number one in their category with over 300 businesses on Trustpilot. And hurry to start Upstart.com slash grown to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and it won't affect your credit. That's upstart.com slash grown. Honestly, truly. Okay. It's time for our honesty box. Let's give our listener a pseudonym. Um, um, Rachel. Okay. Let's call her Rachel. So Rachel says, hi, ladies. Let me start by just expressing my gratitude for your podcast. I found it during a time abroad where I felt fairly lonely and greatly appreciated your fun, thoughtful, black brilliance in a place. Black brilliance. Black black brilliance in a place where I felt very out of place. I've listened ever since. And now I'm back in the States and in a new city at my first ever real job post-undergrad. Congrats. Yeah, it's very nice. Since moving here, some sisterly shifts have happened in my life. I lived for two months with my sister, 20 years my senior, getting to know each other when we never had spent time together like that before. Had an amazing two months with her until the final week before I moved to my new apartment when she introduced me to her best friends of 15 years, who I did not vibe with and ultimately avoided when he was around, Um, which was hard to do and fairly obvious in her one-bedroom apartment where he was crashing. Since then, she has expressed to me that given my reluctance to address with him why I dislike him, she is uninterested in interacting with me. She feels like I am unable to face the truth of my passive aggression like every other Gen Z in our cancel culture. She also brought our other sister into it, who I have had a very close relationship with all my life. This sister is six years older than me and greatly relies on our other sister for business advice and mentoring. What's truly hurting is that she is now avoiding talking to me, claiming that based on my insistence that I owe that friend... No explanation for the discomfort I felt from him. Oh, based on my insistence that I owe no explanation for the discomfort I felt for him, I become someone unwilling to address my fault in situations. That sister and I tried talking about it once two months ago, and it ended with us both yelling. Since then, we've planned a phone call to discuss our sisterhood and expectations we have of each other. 
I suggested it as a way to shift the conversation to decentralize what we think of the other person needs to change since the topic obviously causes a lot of disagreement. This call has been in the works for a month now. We live in different states and normally check in once a week on the phone. It's been three months since that was normal for us. I know she's busy with her life, but I feel like she should be making time for this. It's making me think she's just avoiding the talk despite her insistence that she's not ignoring me. I do not want this to create lifelong damage to our relationship. Any advice for our talk once we have it? Advice for adjusting from childhood relationships into adult ones? And do you think I should be patient or insist that we prioritize this? I'm worried asking her to do so will be further evidence to her that millennials pin blame on anyone but themselves for things not going according to how they expected. Thank you for reading, Rachel. <clears throat> All right, Lynn. Yes. Can I just say that I'm annoyed by these like millennial labels, like these generational labels? Um, Because I feel like people kind of use that. Um, Yeah. As an excuse to be assholes. Yeah. Or Mm -hmm. like as an excuse to make like unnecessary judgments or to kind of like not take responsibility. Like I'm not doing things by function of the generation I was born into. No. Like don't assume that without talking to me. Like that makes me angry. Yeah. Um, so I would not, I would say that I would not allow anybody to accuse me of doing something because I am a millennial. Mm-hmm. Now, if it is something that you have noticed a pattern of with people in my age range and you want to ask me about it and we want to talk through it, then mm-hmm. I'm open to have the conversation. But don't accuse me of acting some way and, like, and say like, oh, it's because you, you know, you're a millennial. Like, I think, think that's real. I don't know. I just think it's that, lazy. Yeah, and and I mean it's it's off putting because it's like you're my sister. Like this is a personal relationship. Yeah, uh, and like let's talk about things and let's talk about like you know like I just yeah it's like you're generalizing. You're generalizing. You're taking the humanity out of it. You're just placing something on me because of a generation that I was born into. But you're not really exploring what I'm saying or where I'm coming from. Absolutely. Um, but to answer Rachel's questions. Mm-hmm. I will repeat them. She says, uh, do we have any advice for her once they have their talk for their talk once they have it? Um, are, is there any advice for adjusting from childhood relationships into adult ones? And do you think she should be patient or insist that they prioritize this conversation? Or do you think I should be patient Oh, do you think I should be patient or insist that we prioritize this? So I think in terms of like, you know, adjusting to adult relationships, I think um, you have to create space um, to get to know your sibling as an adult. Like, don't assume that because, you know, they were a certain kind of way when y'all were younger that they're, you know, just give the create space for, for there to be kind of that you know, mm-hmm. mutual, that mutual, uh, you know, the time where you guys are mutually learning and observing and getting to know each other and, and, and respecting that. Yeah. And, and I definitely don't, I think it's fair to say that, you know, even though y'all are siblings and that sibling connection is something that, um, you know, can feel very innate and natural and inherent. Like you have to accept that, like, you know, don't, don't take that to mean that you won't have to get to know your sibling mm-hmm. and learn how to support um, them in the ways that they want to be supported and the ways that they want to engage. So be open and create space to, for that. And 
Um, like, you know, you have to create space for everyone to be able to evolve and grow and change in your relationship. Yep. And that's not limited to just uh, siblings either. But like, I feel like that's got to be the same for parents. Like I've got to get, I have to create space for dealing with my mother mm-hmm. as a, as a 36 year old woman, because she's mm-hmm. used to dealing with me as a, as a child, as a teenager, as somebody in her twenties. But who I am at 36 is very different than who I was at those ages. So we both have had to learn how to create space to get to know who we are now. Yep. Me and my mother um, are doing that now. Absolutely. Um, so I would say when you have the conversation, go in, go into it with no presumptions, with no mm-hmm. expectations. You can go into it with a healthy hope that it will be a, a productive conversation, but go in prepared to tell your truth and to be able and be prepared to listen to whatever truth you hear That's it. And, and receive it with no kind of like, oh, I thought it was going to be a certain kind of way. Accept things for where they are and how people feel and use that information to use that information that you get in that conversation to make your decision for how you want to move forward. Right. I wouldn't go in there thinking that because things have been the way that they've been for a certain, you know, for however long that they always have to, to continue to exist in that same way. Um, but what you can do is, um, what you can do, which, you know, is complimentary to what Kia is saying is if you know your sisters and I know we are in a period, I, as a person who has a sister and I'm like, we are uh, rebuilding our relationship as adults, right? So we're figuring out who we are as adults and getting to know each other as adults. We live in completely different environments and we're both busy and got kids and moving around you know what I'm saying so we are finding those common grounds but sometimes when you know how people are are sometimes how they respond to things if they have a pattern of responding unfavorably to a certain thing maybe that might help you to adjust how you express your truths not that you that you express your truths because you need to do that but how you do so where in the same way that you want to be open and receptive to hearing what they have to say so that they're open and they're receptive to what you have to say. You know what I'm saying? If they're constantly accusing you of something, listen to what they're saying, especially if it's two of them, you know? And if you then disagree at the end, then you, you know, respond accordingly. But listen to what they have to say. Go into it with open ears and an open heart. As far as whether or not you should demand that you, not demand, but like, you know, I guess, I don't know how she said it, but... Do you think I should be patient or insist that we prioritize this conversation? I mean, insisting all you want, but I just feel like we can't make grown people do anything they don't want to do. Mm -mm. I think um, you can express that you think that this is important and it should happen. But I mean, ultimately, you know, the way that she, either way, however she responds to what you say, whether it be with like, I agree, let's schedule a time. Or if she continues to put it off, then that's a response. Um, And it's like, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't feel like you can't make her have the conversation if she don't want to have it. Mm -mm. Um, So, I mean, if you want to depend, like. You can express how important it is to you to have the conversation. Absolutely. Like you can let her know how you feel about it. 
you know, and you can ex- acknowledge you may not be ready to do this, but I want to let you know I am here when you're ready. I'm ready to have this conversation. Yes. I'd like to, you know, mend our relationship or what have you. And then from there, like he said, you can't control how she, how she responds to that, but you can put out there how you feel about it. There's nothing wrong ever. You have nothing to lose from doing that. Right. So, Agreed. Rachel, we hope that that was helpful. Um. We hope that was helpful. And we hope that you're able to have that conversation with your sisters because it's clearly something very important to you and it means a lot to you. Uh, so we're, we hope that you're able to have that conversation, that it is a productive one and that you all are able to, you know, kind of find a common ground and, and get back on your sistership because it seems like you all, you know, despite some of these difficulties, do love each other. So we hope that things turn out well for you, but please keep us updated. Um, continue to send your honesty box questions to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. I deserve love. Did you do anything to take care of yourself this week? Oh, I did. I did. I did. A, I did do a black woman self-care. I talked about it on my Wednesday check-in. Um, I might have to go look at it to see because I don't forgot. You can't that. even remember how you took care of yourself. Um, my God. I said that I um yes, 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 yes. This I okay. posted this. I was I made it to my I went to my hotel room. I got to Portland on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Wednesday, I think my first meeting was like 12 noon or something, like 12 30. Mm-hmm. And of course, because I was on East Coast time, like I woke up at three in the morning. But on Wednesday morning, I was very intentional about not getting up. Like I said, I was going to allow myself to like rest and get some sleep. Mm-hmm. And Tuesday, like Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, like I let myself rest. Like I I didn't rush out of bed to run up on my to-do list. And I just, just kind of sat there and I was on my phone and then I put the phone down and I was just like in the bed, just praying and thinking and just kind of like being grateful, thanking God for like keeping me and letting me travel to Portland safely and that I felt like I, I was okay. I was in the bed. I was safe and I, I was ready just trying to get myself calibrated because I knew I was going to have to engage with a lot of people at the conference and just kind of trying to steady myself. And it was actually like, you know what? Like nobody died. Like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't get up thinking, oh my God, I could have been doing all of these things that was terrible. Like I didn't get up thinking that I, and I was like, you know what? It really was okay. And even again today, you're going to be proud of me because when I got off the plane Sunday night, we were a little delayed coming out of my connection in Chicago. So Mm -hmm. I literally didn't come home until one in the morning. So when I came, um, when I came in, I literally, you know, got myself undressed and got into bed. And went, right before I went to bed, I was just like, I'm going to go in at noon tomorrow. Yes. Like, I just kind of said that because I was I couldn't take the whole day off because, you know, my supervisor is traveling the end of this week. And we kind of needed to cal- like to, to get connected because, you know, she's not going to be in the office for the rest of the week. So um, I was just like. She then she had actually sent an email saying that she was going to be out today. So I was just like, okay, Kelly's not going to be there. I'm not going to have my Monday meeting with her. Let me just go on ahead and just kind of sleep because I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Um, and I woke up at like 10 o'clock. Like I woke up at, early, at my regular time, but I just laid in the bed until I went back to sleep. And then I woke up again at 10 and got dressed and got to work. Okay. I am proud of you for that. Now, question for you. Since she is going to be out of the office, can you work from home? Now, you know that she does not like my... 
the, I know she don't like it, but she ain't going to be there. Well, I mean, I don't think. <laughs> okay, so I have, you know, I got to come to New York on Wednesday. So I'm already going to yeah, be out one day. I'll see you week. on Wednesday. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm, I mean, to be fair, and this is not a slight against her. But to be fair, being in the office on days that she's not there are not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, I feel like the pressure is off. Not saying she's not breathing down my throat or anything like that. But it's just kind of like the pressure is off. I remember those days. Right. So it's like, you know, oh, man, you know, Kelly's not going to be in today. Woo. All right. Let me just like, I could just kind of like move through the week how I want to. Um, not how I want to, but just kind of like the pressure of like feeling like, you know, blah, 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 like, you know, anything could hit the fan at any moment is not there. But I will feel like I will have some flexibility around, you know, just kind of like doing things at my own pace. Okay. And God is so good unto me that but since I have to be in New York on Wednesday, I'm going to miss the Thanksgiving potluck. Yes! Ah! Glory to his name. Now, when I saw that email, I was like, look at the Lord moving in my life. He fixed it so that I did not have to look at them cold, wet green beans. That's and that that's dry black chicken bread. I said, whoa, won't he do it? He will move. I said, the Lord be looking out for me. He didn't even know. He will keep you if you want to be kept. <laughs> and that's what Cortez used to say. He will sheep you if you want to be shipped. <laughs> I love Cortez. <laughs> he'll keep you if you want to be kept, and he'll sheep you if you want to be shipped. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of foolishness? I need new friends. Ooh, but I yeah. love blacks. God is so good. And I saw that. I said, I'm going to miss the Thanksgiving potluck. They can have them cold green beans. You're, is this a safe space? Yes, go for it. I don't work in, I don't work in corporate no more, so I can say this. So one time, this just, it reminded me when you talked about your boss being out, because I understand that pressure being alleviated, but it was one time I was mad, so I I did some shit out of spite. So I had a, a boss who was like, everybody was going to be out of the office that day. Everybody was going to be out of the office, except for me. And so I was like, well, since everybody's going to be out of the office, this was years ago, since everybody's going to be out, can... I was like, I, can I just work from home? Like, and he was like, no, we need at least one person here to answer the phone. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? So I said, but I wasn't going to argue with him. It's work. You know what I'm saying? How I'm going to argue with you. But I said, okay. That was super petty because the way that our agency was set up, it clients got in touch with you on cell phones. Like there, you, there was no need for anybody to be there for the office. Right. So I said, all right, bet. I'm going to fix this nigga. And so I went to work and my, you know, black girl, um, Lululemon, Target's finest. Mm -hmm. I went in the most casual, raggedy way that I could, you know, in protest. (laughs) And then, which was more raggedy than how I usually looked. And then I ordered food, got me something real good, set up like Netflix and shit to watch. And then I rolled up. And smoked that oh my nigga's God. office out. Oh my God. <laughs> now, I, listen, that just gave me anxiety. I don't think I could ever. I did it in protest and rage. Oh <laughs> I my said, God. oh, so you're going to keep me here? 
just like because you feel like being because he was doing this just to be an asshole. You are something else, okay? I, what I tell you, I like that nigga's office was a chimney. Oh, <laughs> I literally can. And then I cracked the windows because they had no screens on them. And I said, whatever gets in here overnight is what gets in here. And I went home. Oh, my gosh. I was pissed. But anyway, <laughs> my black woman self-care. Um, this week, I got in the bed. And that is a big feat for me because I don't go to sleep. I don't sleep at night. I do many things at night. Um, I'm always like, I'm very productive at night and I'm a night owl and I always have been, but I realized that that is not the best for my body. So it was one night where I was literally like dishes were washed, food was put away. Everybody had eaten. Noah was in bed. I had showered. <clears throat> there was nothing to fold. The house was clean. And I looked at the clock and it was like 945 and I did not know what I, what to do with myself. And I was getting ready to sit down and like work on some emails, you know, work on some more, like my proposal and some, some work stuff. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> and got in the bed. I was still wide awake. So, you know, I let lit my little resins and I, you know, did my little guided meditation and set some intentions and things. And then after that, I turned on Bob's Burgers and a nigga lay down in the bed and watched Bob's Burgers. <laughs> and I looked at the when I looked at the clock and it was like 11 o'clock and I was just chilling in the bed. I was so pleased that I had decided to rest my body and not go and do work that I could say for the next day. And that's what I worked on the next day because the whole house was clean once again and everybody was gone. So it was like, all right. Now I can work on my work in the daylight hours. But I, when I looked and said it was 945, I got in that bed and I relaxed. And I was very proud of myself. I'm proud of you as well. And we can move on to the petty peeves. All right, Dan. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. Oh, it's time to put our petty on parade. And my petty peeve this week is I don't know it would <laughs> it might be with myself because those are always fun they are you know just try, trying to learn this parenting thing is a constant learning process right like you we don't have all the answers just because you birth a human and you know Noah was having a little difficulty with a little friend of hers at school they go back and forth and have have you know little girl problems so, you know, I'm trying to school her and hip her to like, you know, manipulation, how people can try in that way. Because when I hear little things um, and basically how you don't have to be friends with somebody like you don't I don't you don't have to be forced to stay in that place. Like you can go and hang out with other people if you don't like the way somebody is making you feel. So she mentions that, you know, sometimes the little girl, they all eat lunch together and stuff. And she mentions that sometimes she, she's always asking for her lunch and she gets irritated. Asking for parts of her lunch because it's delicious. <laughs> so she's like, you know, I'm tired because I want to eat my lunch. 
And I want to tell her, please respect my boundaries and stop <laughs> asking for my lunch. Oh, my God. So I was like, yeah, you know, it's OK for you to say that. I was like, you know, so why, why do you feel like you have trouble saying that? And she said, because she says she's going to tell on me. And so I said, all right. So you feel like, you know, she says she's going to tell on you. Um, but what what is she telling? I was like, if she says she's going to tell on you, you already let me know what's going on. You're not doing anything wrong. You know, you still got a six-year-old's think differently. So, like, you're not doing anything wrong. Um, so you need to tell her if she's going to tell on you say okay and let her tell on you i was like because you're not going to get in trouble because you didn't want to give her some of your lunch right so she continues to express some of the frustrations and not really thinking you know i'm talking to her and i'm talking to tristan and i'm like you know if she keeps threatening to tell on you for little stuff you just tell her she's miserable oh my goodness stop in our household and this is where i you know i had to i'll get to it so just tell her she's miserable like i was like if she keeps saying she don't want to be your friend then don't be her friend like tell her she's just miserable you don't need to be friends with somebody like that so i go into the meeting today at her school and you know they they're talking to me and they're like you could tell they kind of want to giggle but they <laughs> they don't because they have to maintain professionalism and they're like, you know, so she, Noah's, you know, she, she's very uh, vocal and forward. You know, she doesn't hold back on how she feels. And they were like, so she told her, my, my mom said you're a miserable child. Oh, my God. <laughs> and my face turned whiter than it already is in these winter months. Like, oh my God. I was like. That's a lesson, Jade. Oh, my God. That's a lesson for your black ass. Like, So my petty peeve was originally for children and how they don't know how to always keep things to themselves. <laughs> but I had to, you know, take full responsibility. Yes, you do. You know, and accountability for self and realize that I have to be mindful of how I how I relay things to my child because the thing is kids are in, are uh, a result of their environment that they come from right so you know you've got some kids who are a little bit more timid that's okay that's not anything wrong that's just kind of the household they come from or who they are as people you've got some such as Noah who come from a household where she's got two parents who speak very straightforward and what we have to remember and keep in mind is that and speaking to her that way, that's not necessarily a bad thing. That's how we do things in our house. But that's how she's going to translate when she leaves the world, which is going to be a beautiful thing. But while she's six and don't always have a filter, I have to be mindful <laughs> of how I say things to her. So my petty peeve this week is for myself. Very proud of you, sis. Thank you. That's great reflection. <laughs> Great ownership and acknowledgement of some of a different choice that you could have made as a parent. I can't tell you that I did not die laughing. Inside, no, I, I fully think that I think that's I think that's fair. I do believe that that's fair. I did. I think that's very fair. <laughs> but at the same time, at the same I want to commend you. Mindful. Thank you, sis. 
Um, <laughs> What's your so, petty peeve this week? You know, I travel quite a bit. And, I, you know, this this is akin to a petty peeve that I've shared before about the individuals who, when the plane lands and the seatbelt oh. sign is, you know, when they turn off the seatbelt sign and people are released. And everybody becomes giraffes. Yes. And they just have to stand. I get yeah. that. Understand that some of us have restless legs and our mm-hmm. legs are asleep and we just must stand. So this is akin to that. This is for before we even get on the plane. This is mm. during the boarding. Oh, we've not gone there yet. We've not gone there yet. But I just noticed something. I had to have a conversation with the white woman uh, when I was boarding my plane to Portland because, you know, yes. you board in, you know, for most airlines. I mean, usually all of them, there's some sort of grouping or categorization order with which individuals are to board the plane. Yes. This is for our safety and it's for, you know, efficiency, timeliness, making sure that we can actually board during the allotted time Mm. that we all might get out of here Mm -hmm. on time. Right. Yes. So I understand that, you know, especially like. You know, airlines like American, Delta, like you board by, you know, categories, class, groups, even group one, group A, group, you know, what have you. Class. Yes. I like to board when I have when I'm in the A group or, or priority or whatever I am. I'd be like, I am very rich. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. But we all have, we have these boards. And, you know, the thing about the plane is that we all have assigned seats. Yes. So there is yes, just, there's, there's order. You know what I'm saying? But, mm-hmm. you know, Unless some you're people, on Spirit Airlines. Yes. Which is the ghetto. And I admonish you not to do that. Uh, but, free for all. Driving in Mexico. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> if you, um, so they're, they're like, the lady was literally like, like they call, I guess we were both in the same boarding group. Mm. And um, you know how like naturally you are in front of someone, but you can feel them behind you like <laughs> absolutely like, like trying to get around you. Yes. And I mean, this lady was like, first of all, we're standing in a line. It's not like there's traffic that I'm obstructing. <laughs> it's, it's not like I am keeping her from her destination. No. And she is actually behind me. But she is just so disturbed at the fact that I'm in front of her that you can hear her just grunting and groaning and all of this. So I turn around and just look at her like a mom and I'm just like what is your problem <laughs> what what is it sis like what is it and I mean she just then of course when I give her eye contact I become the intimidating one so of she course. shrinks she shrinks back and she's just like I mean what and should I could just hear her grumbling to her companion like you know I mean it was just taking us taking us so long I'm like well the thing about the boarding gate ma'am mm. is that we all have to scan our our boarding passes so it's not like we can like rush the lady. We at, we all have to do that one at a time. So I understand that you're in a rush, but the plane can't leave without me. So if, if if you must get in front of me, if this is something that is just, you know, you cannot rest your weary soul until you are in front of me in this line. <laughs> you want to hurry up and wait in front of me. Please, by all means, go ahead and get in front of me. But I want you to know that my seat is assigned and you can't take it. It's not like you can beat me to it. Yes. Because it's mine and I've already paid for it. And I want you to know that this plane cannot leave without me. Yeah. So if you behind me, you good. Take yeah. a deep breath. 
And I know yeah. that some people want to get on the plane first so they can get the overhead space. But the thing is, sis, neither one of us is in group one or two. So we we out here getting what we get. Mm-hmm. So Agreed. sit back and 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 button your lip. Mind your, and, mind yourself. And just take a couple deep breaths, sis, because the plane can't leave without the both of us. We standing right here. <laughs> You're not going to get left. You're not. I and we promise. all got to leave at the same time. So no matter if you get on this plane before me or after me, we all leaving the airport at the same time. So just relax. So I don't know if that's a formula, a formula, a formalized, a formalized uh, petty peeve for people who are just angsty. But for me. that that lady got on my last nerve. And I'm just like, sis, if you want to break your ankles to get on this plane, you're going to hurry up and wait right in front of me. Go right ahead, sis. No, no, don't go right ahead. I'm going to zigzag <laughs> my carry-on like an alligator. She just, just was really like so distressed. And I'm just like, do you got to pee? What you need? What right. you what you got to do? I would be I would be trolling the hell out of that lady. Look, is there a dog panting in here? Do you hear a dog? <laughs> so the other lady, like, you know, it was two gay agents. And she heard me say that to the lady. And she looked at me when she scared my boarding pass and was like, she mouthed, thank you. <laughs> I was yeah. like, you're welcome. Because I mean, the people are just out here acting like kids. My the God. workers, the workers they, at all of the establishments, they're happy when people like ourselves speak up. Because it's like, sis, what are you doing? Like, why are you being so? Because, I mean, you having a panic attack and we all waiting in the same line to get on the same plane. You act like if you get in front of me, you're going to leave first. What was her response? She just she was just like, I understand. Because, of, yeah. you know, they get up, they get up, they, you know, we were talking about this before. Like me, just by virtue of me being there and being five foot ten and black. Mm-hmm. I was angry. Yeah. You know, I was I was angry, and right. and she probably thought I was going, you know, steal her lunch or something. <laughs> I am. It's my lunch now. But I was very much like, sis, what's wrong? Like, I I, I tried to come at it from a place of concern. Like, are you okay? Is there something that you need? And she was like, no, no, I'm just trying to get on the plane. You don't think all 108 of us is trying to get on this goddamn plane right now? <laughs> <laughs> like it just irritated me You don't think all of us We all standing here What you think I'm standing here for I'm not getting no blood work sis We all trying to get on the plane Thank you Like you look crazy <laughs> You look so crazy right now I'm just trying to get on the plane Oh you think we all just standing around here Counting Sheep No sis We all trying to get on the plane And get somewhere and sit down Because it was a late flight You know you fly to the, the west coast You either gotta leave early in the morning Or late at night Oh yes I know Cause you got to go back in time and shit. Yes, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, it's a DeLorean, not an airplane. <laughs> but um, so it's all of us, like literally, like you know, it's like you know, uh, eight o'clock. Everybody been at work all day. We ready to get on the plane, sit down, turn the lights off, and watch our movies and go to bed. Yes. Like we ready. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I understand that she's probably uh, you know anxious to just get somewhere and sit down. But she was literally back there acting like a bully was chasing her. And I was like, well, sis, get your life together. What is wrong? Is somebody bothering you? What is wrong? Airplane. You know what? One more airplane peeve. I'm sorry. If we're on a, especially if we're on a flight where you see people are trying to go to sleep and watch movies and relax, don't be the one asshole with the with window the light up. On or no, the with, light the, on. with the light on and the yeah. window up. 
Oh, but the window pisses me off more Especially than the like light. Especially like on a red eye or like a really early Ooh. situation. Like it's six in the morning and you just got to have the sun beaming through this window. That's like, what you I don't got know to if do. you've literally not rode a plane since you, since you were three months old or if you've never gotten on one before in your life. But you know what I'm saying? I'm even fine with you keeping it up so you can see how we take off. And if you want to look at five minutes of the clouds, I will keep my mouth shut. But after a while, close that damn window. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about these clouds. Because after a while, they all look the same. It's not like a. It's not like you're gonna get a new, you know, 20, 2019 edition cloud. Like it's all the same. Like I it's create the same my cloud. own clouds on a daily basis. <laughs> I don't care about the ones outside right now. I just want to go to sleep or watch Made in Manhattan. See, but I do, <laughs> I do not care about the blue skies right I'm now. Trying to get them new Yeezy clouds, girl. <laughs> anyway, that is a, another episode of Getting Grown. Correct. Thank you for joining us at the kitchen table this week to talk foolishness. <laughs> you know, every once in a while we gotta we gotta decompress and like, you know, talk just about keep it nothing. Light. Yeah, keep it light. We talked about rest last week, so why not follow that up with a week of actual rest? We're getting ready <laughs> to approach holiday season. You know, that's when niggas start getting tired. You get burnt out from the year's activities, and you start getting ready for the new year's intentions and manifestations and things. So it's time, you know, to start winding our brains down. So we'll keep it light. We will have some good conversations. I'm not saying we're not going to have any more for the rest of the year, but we're definitely, you know, going to keep it light for the next couple of weeks as we get ready to take a couple of days off. Is there some, if there's something that you guys want us to talk about, um, as always, y'all know how to, how yes. to leave your input. So we encourage you to do that. Um, getting grown podcast at gmail.com absolutely and thanks again for listening as always and we'll talk to you guys next week all right drink your water moisturize your skin and mind your business your black ass business because it will crack if it's dry your black ass bye, <laughs> bye. <laughs>